I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 5, 2020. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. What the deuce is the market doing up here? So here's what we've got. Let's get the lay of the land. What's the landscape? We're at new highs. Are we at a new high right now at this second? No, they're a few pennies short, but they made a new high. Based on what I can tell, they made a new closing high. They didn't close at a new all-time high, but made a new closing high. All that stuff is semantics. It's nonsense. They're at the highs. We have to take the market for what it is. Top comes in on time. Market goes down for a few days. Boom, turns around right back up. We are in an official Kabuki theater market. Again, let's just take it for what it is. On one hand, I know there's a lot of traders that are looking for the rug to be pulled out of the market. They're holding put positions or whatever they're holding, and it's not working. They're getting a pie in the face. But here's the other side of that. You have to realize, and we're going to go over this a little bit later, you have to realize that every single day we're making money in the markets inside the numbers, whether they're stock trades, whether they're intraday S&P trades, the money flows every single day. We don't want to get hooked on one position that happens to be a swing trade position. We make money every single day. That's the objective of the market. That's what we do as traders. If you're active in the market, then you should be making money every single day. Obviously, there's a qualifier. Some of that's tongue-in-cheek. I can't make money every single day. Nobody can make money every single day unless you're Goldman Sachs or whatever algorithm, hedge fund, whatever it is. I don't know about that stuff. I know about me. I can't make money every single day. It was basically a figure of speech. Don't take that literally. The point is, on a regular basis, and the large majority of time using the 80-20 rule, actually, it is about the 80-20 rule, we're making money 80% of the time. Let's get back to the S&P. What do we do with this tape? What's going to happen tomorrow? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Can they pull the rug out? Was this a fake out? Is this the trick trap fool and frustrates crew way of just sucking as many traders in as they can, making as many look like fools as they can after the fact? It's possible or they can shoot up and keep going. We don't know. Anybody that says they know, it's basically a guess. At this point, the market is not giving us a signal one way or the other. Case in point, here's an hourly chart. Look what's been going on for the last few days. We have a gap up, we consolidate all day. We have a gap up, we consolidate all day. We have a gap up, we consolidate all day. Some of the consolidation is a drip lower, some of the consolidation is a drip higher. Either way, they're basically gapping up and they're going sideways, getting ready for another move higher. So the case in point is the market's not giving us a signal one way or the other other than the intraday consolidation, but you can't count on a gap higher every single day. So the case in point is it is Kabuki Theater. Let's get this out of the way. Is there anything bearish on this chart right now? Absolutely not. We take the market at face value right now. 
The duck is bullish. And here's what I would say about the 80-20 rule. I'm going to look at it like this. We made a new high and we made the expected high the week of January 20th. They pulled back. In a sense, I was expecting way more of a pullback. Everybody knows that. I'm surprised. You're surprised. The fans at home are surprised. But now we get the advantage of playing Monday morning quarterback. So what happened? They put in a top. They pulled back to a former breakout area, hit or came close at the time to the 50-period moving average. They took off to the upside. It's a reset. It's a recapture of the moving average that they broke, meaning the 20-period moving average. They went back and forth in and around it for a while. Then they finally failed, went into the 50, and recaptured everything, recaptured the highs under normal garden variety market conditions. The 80-20 rule would specify, and including the recapture, it would specify that the duck is they want new highs. They want to keep going. The question is, if they keep going, how high can they actually go? Where can this thing go? Can they have a reset, meaning they have a new form or leg higher off the 50-period moving average? What does that say for price? Where can price go? How can we figure it out? There is a way to figure it out. It's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, and I'm going to give you a ballpark number. For the purposes of this, if we end up seeing a vacuum to the upside, a continued melt-up, where are they headed? Now, obviously, they can go higher and they can come up short, but the number I come up with is 342. It's basically 100 handles up from here in the S&P. How did I figure that out? Well, it's not the exact number, but traders that have taken the course know how I figured it out. This one isn't rocket science. Now... We're going to take a little detour. I made a separate video for Inside the Numbers today. However, we're going to do a snapshot of exactly what happened. The main reason is it was nothing short of a bonanza. And this is what I was talking about in the S&P. Some traders get hung up on one position trying to short the market. And they're ignoring what goes on every single day of the S&P mini futures contract. Well, here it is. I'm just going to focus on the morning. The low is 33.11.75. This is towards the bottom. For numbers that will matter this morning, we find the most previous breakup candle low around stocks on the move. You sitting down for this one? Eight total opportunities on the board. Six hit their price targets. Most were a rocket ride. One that didn't in Merck came up one penny short. We had a bunch of front runners. They got the trade anyway for a rocket ride. We're not going to spend a lot of time on these. I just want you to get the point. Clack, 170.05. Here it is. What's the low right here? 169.91. Minutes later, 175.43. Really? Here's the Merck trade, the front runners. 83.99 was my number. Low of day, 84 even. Minutes later, 86.74. Unbelievable. Plantronics, doesn't look like much. It was down 40%. The chart is skewed. Look what happened. 16.41 was the number. The low of day, 16.05. Minutes later, 17.66. It's 7.5% in my book. Boot, two numbers. Hits the lower one almost to the penny. Takes off like a rocket ride. Here we are, 39.48. The second entry was 35.28. This is all in minutes, folks. You have an hour or so to spare in the morning? Snap, here's an interesting one. The first price is a no trade. You know why. We don't want the second run. It came up short and traded away. That was the trade we were looking for at 16.98 up here. 
Now it comes into 1636, and what happens? It gives you the trade. How about take two? 119.70, end of the day, the stock trades out at a high of 121.08. It was headed for a destination like they all were. Spotify getting its haircut at the open, 146.50 was the entry, hits that, goes a little bit lower, never hits the second target, all of a sudden it's at a high, 149.45. Back in our lane, over in camp, IWM, gap and go, low of day, 20 period moving average, where are they headed? They're headed for the high of the breakdown candle. Now this market is still behind the S&P, we have to note everything, it is still a puzzle piece it's on the table. But that doesn't mean it's not bullish, won't continue higher. If the S&P is going to go higher and the Dow is going to go higher and the transports are going to go higher and the financials are going higher and the SMH is going higher, then I would suspect the IWM is going along for the ride. But as far as charts go, what we're noting is where it is, where the garden variety next resistance area is, which is the breakdown candle high. 168 for the home gamers. Back down at the transportation department, this one is actually making me sick that I didn't take this trade, that I didn't say anybody take this trade. The other day when it was down on time into the 200 period moving average, that was the spot I am wearing the schmuck shirt. Here is the IYT. This is, by the way, nothing short of remarkable. Now, we've looked at this before, but not in a long time. That line comes from a larger time frame. Let's go see what it's from. The weekly chart. Now, here's what I did at the time. I took this pivot high here and I just connected it to this pivot high and just let the line extend where it extends. So we got above it and we started talking about it. We did the same thing in the transports. I did this in the IYT. The IYT is the exchange traded fund that tracks the transportation average. Now look what happened last week. It came back into that number or that area, that trend line, and ricocheted off. It is pretty remarkable. That is a tell. That's the way the market is telling us something. I didn't see this at the time. Again, putting on the schmuck shirt. It makes it worse. It was all those things on time. It was into those pivots, the 200 period moving average, and this trend line, which I forgot about. Jeez Louise. In hindsight... Monday morning quarterback, this was the canary in the coal mine. We can always learn something from everything that takes place in the market. I'm always looking in places others don't. Case in point, taking a detour. Right, Tesla. This one was almost too easy. I have something that I wanted to show you last night. It was such a duck, I almost didn't believe it because it was almost too good to be true. So we know the story in Tesla. All of a sudden, it's almost a thousand bucks, 969. Next scene shows it's down around 700 today. It's a rodeo. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous the other day. It was ridiculous a week ago. It was ridiculous a month ago. It was ridiculous two and three months ago. And so on, and so on, and so on. And here's the best part yesterday, one of the longtime, maybe original investors in Tesla a mutual fund or hedge fund, a money manager named Ron Barron. He's a longtime Wall Street money manager. From what I understand, super nice guy. He has been a long-term bull of Tesla. So he's obviously made a second, third, fourth, and fifth fortune out of this. But here's what he said yesterday. He believed 
that Tesla was a possible 10x. Now, he'll tell you that's over decades and all that stuff, but when you hear stuff like that, when it's approaching $1,000 a share, when it was just a few hundred a few months ago, it's a short-term departure from reality. It's also one of those things that signals a top over and over and over again. But let me show you something a little more tangible that I was watching yesterday. Again, too good to be true. Here's a 15-minute chart of Tesla. Let's get the lay of the land. In between the vertical lines is yesterday's activity. We discussed yesterday's collapse in the last 15 minutes of the day, but I want to bring your attention to something else. So the market, or in this case Tesla, is moving north all afternoon long. It's a simple grind higher. Okay, fair enough. If that's the case, under normal garden variety market conditions, the calls would be going along with it, and the puts would be deteriorating. This is a put contract. It probably doesn't matter which one you bring up. This was way out of the money. I just happened to be watching this one. The puts are so expensive, you start looking for something cheap and then realize, hey, I'm like 300 bucks out of the money. But that's not the point. Look in between the vertical lines. This is the same activity. It's the same day. Why are the puts going in the same direction as the stock? up until the last 15 minutes of the day when the stock collapsed and the puts spiked up a little bit. That was the tell. You have to look where nobody else is. How many people actually look at the chart of options contracts, compare them to what's going on in the stock, and look for discrepancies? There's your lesson for the day. We're going to get back in our lane. We're talking XLF. Up 2% today. Look where we are. $30.90 was the important number that we were watching for the end of January. Here we are, five days removed, above the number, and essentially either in a breakout or a fakeout, and we'll find out sooner than later. Here's one for you. SMH, the proxy for the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, good old smash mouth, recapture the 20-period moving average. That's bullish. Have a gap to fill. Very close. Do they have to get rejected at the gap? No, they don't. We're basically approaching new highs again. You had a reversal day just a few weeks ago. Now, you're right back up challenging that same area. This is bullish behavior or a huge fake out. Under normal garden variety market conditions, you just go with the duck and say it's bullish behavior until the market shows me different. This is the way you read the market. You have to be willing to adjust to what the market is doing at present. That's what a trader does. He or she has to be fluid with the market. We never impose our will on the market. No biases. We are the umpire. The market is playing the game. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. I am going to take an opportunity to cut it a little bit short tonight in light of the fact that today was a bonanza. I know that there were a lot of traders that did very, very well this morning. I love that fact. I appreciate the notes. We're all on the same page. I understand. I know that you know that I know all that stuff. I want you to be successful. And there is the perfect place to pull the ripcord for today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.
My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.